Blink of an Eye is the story of a mom who receives the phone call that will change the rest of her and her family's life. You will hear a highlight from Louisa's storytelling as these events unfolded and a message for you to consider if faced with a traumatic event. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Mine did. On August 5th, 2015, I got the call. You know what I mean. The call you hope you never, ever get. It was about four o'clock on a beautiful but scorching hot summer day. I was driving back from the beach in Cape May, New Jersey. We spent our summers there as a family, my husband and I, and all five of our kids. The kids have had various summer jobs over the years, from bussing tables at the beach club, waiting tables at Uncle Bill's pancake house, to barbacking at the lobster house. I was on my way back to Baltimore for an emergency mediation. I'm a mediator. I was about 45 or 50 minutes into my drive in the New Jersey countryside, noticing the fruit and vegetable stands that dotted the roadside of the tiny towns that sprang up out of the stretches of deep woods and farmland I passed, driving through the back roads of the Garden State. When I got the call, Hello, Miss Sempt. Yes, Miss Sempt. This is Davis. It's Archer, Miss Sempt. What? What about Archer Davis? He's in an accident, Miss Sempt, in the ocean. What? What? What do you mean an accident, Davis? We don't know, Miss Sempt, but we we think he broke his neck diving in the ocean. Broke broke his neck. <laughs> what does that mean, Davis? We don't know, Miss Sempt. A helicopter's coming to take him to Atlantic Care, Atlantic City, Atlantic City, Miss Sempt. Meet us, Miss Sempt, Atlantic City. I gotta go. Wait, wait, Davis. Wait, can he, can he move his arms? No, Miss Sempt. Can he move his legs? No, Miss Sempt. Can he talk? A little. Is he breathing? Yes. Hurry, Miss Sempt, meet us. Wait, where am I going? Atlantic City, Miss Sempt, Atlantic City. Click. And with that one call, our lives changed forever, dramatically, in the blink of an eye. In the chaotic moments and hours immediately following Archer's spinal cord injury, a series of standard operating procedures leads to more questions than answers. Scrambling for real answers, Louise realizes among scattered, startling questions, the possibility of harm caused by hospitals' policies set up for routine and risk management rather than healing. My preference is to live are words that will strike you deeply as she perseveres to experience the power of connecting cheek to cheek. 10.56 p.m. to be exact. I texted all the family members and close friends who had been texting me, please pray hard. Collective prayer is very powerful. He's badly injured. Surgery now for the next 2.5 hours. We thank you. In the blink of an eye, Archer's life and all our family's lives were changed forever. 
everything changed just like that. Everything changed just like that. That night, for the first time of many to come, I had also come face to face and had had to go toe to toe with a system. That night, it was the bureaucracy of the medical system not allowing a very distressed mother to see her very injured son until after surgery. As I look back, I shudder to think, what if I had not been allowed in to see Archer before surgery? Or what if I had been allowed, but I was sedated and out in la-la land? Or what if I had been taken to a psychiatric ward? Oh, Lord have mercy. Yep, I was out of my mind. And all indications were that Archer was severely injured with a broken neck. But... It was the not being able to see him that made my suffering so much worse. Yes, I was out of my mind. I mean, it's understandable why hospital staff would want to sedate or even admit someone acting as I was to psychiatric. Everyone in traumatic shock needs a Pete. Oh, gosh, I think about had I not been allowed in to see Archer until after surgery, I would not have experienced being restored to a sense of calm, just just seeing him and hearing his voice. And perhaps more importantly, had I not been allowed in to see Archer until after surgery, I would have never been his witness to his God conversation. Yep, following the standard operating procedures that night would have caused harm. The most potent medicine I needed for my fractured state of mind was emotional connection. But oh, sweet Lord, having that cheek-to-cheek contact totally restored me. And I think it was restorative for Archer, too. He may not have been able to feel his arms and legs, but cheek to cheek, he could feel that, and I could care for him. I am his mother. There is so much to understand about trauma, but one thing I know, we must respond with love and do all we can to restore emotional connections between family members. The chief nurse who made the decision to allow me to see Archer She was a hero. She was courageous to exercise her discretion in what I imagine was going against standard operating procedures. And it was the right thing to do. That night, the standard way of waiting until after surgery was creating suffering, not relieving it. I know standard operating procedures are written for many good reasons, the usual reasons, right? Like safety patient safety, staff safety, order, smoother management, ease of operations. I mean, all good reasons to me. The list is just incomplete. Imagine if the usual reasons also included emotional healing for patients and emotional well-being of staff. That nurse was not just a hero. She was a little angel, and I bet it may have been restorative for her, too, that night. 
Maybe you have a medical story of being in trauma or one of your loved ones in crisis at a hospital and staff responded with care and love. Or maybe you have a horror story, perhaps a sedation story. (laughs) Opioids are a discussion for another day that I'll share with you in another episode. Please email me at louise at blinkofaneyepodcast.com. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if all hospitals had trauma teams of body energy workers and especially trained people whose focus was on healing and emotional healing on the front end? I mean, wouldn't it? And a warm blanket rather than a Xanax. Let us be grateful for the moment of clarity you had today in your life. Clarity not clouded by a pill or by restraints, or by paralyzing doubt and indecision. Maybe it was the clarity you had upon awakening, or the clarity you had about how you would spend your morning, or a commitment you made to take better care of yourself, or the clarity you had to surrender your worry. Whatever it is, the ability to shake off negative energy that allows clarity to emerge is such a gift. And let's say a prayer together for anyone suffering today from trauma or from deep loss who hasn't yet found clarity. And let us hope for everything. Life is so precious. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. Thank you for listening to this excerpt of Episode 2, He Talked with God. We invite you to listen to the complete episode on our site, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, and then continue listening with Episode 3, Tunnel Vision. You may write to Louise directly, louise at blinkofaneyepodcast.com, subscribe on our site, or in any of your favorite podcast venues and apps.